Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Bryce Eddy here with Liberty Station, and uh, we are a threat here to the Great Reset. And today, I have a good buddy of mine and my CrossFit coach on this show, Greg Mountain. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I I wanted to have you on because um, you have a pretty awesome testimony in just like, uh, you know, where you came from, how you got to where you're at, uh, warts and all. And you're one of the most outstanding coaches I know. Um, You know, within the CrossFit world, it's actually a big deal um, because you have a level three cert um, with CrossFit, which is not an easy task. And um, uh, most recently, you've um, become a... uh, what is it, a staff, uh, CrossFit staff guy where you get to go and, uh, you know... um, actually teach other people to, you know, become CrossFit coaches. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I'm on the path to getting on the seminar staff, which is called the red shirts, which as they say is, um, the tip of the spear when it comes from CrossFit coaching. So I'm very blessed that I've been given that opportunity and I'm going to make the most of it. So I'm in that process, not seminar staff yet. Okay. Well, you're on the path, man, which uh, being on the path is a good thing. Absolutely. All right. Hey, so, um, Give me your bio and kind of your story, um, because I do think it's fascinating. So, you know, you don't have to start at the beginning of beginning, but, you know. (laughs) Um, I was born in the Inland Empire, Go 909. Yeah. And um, I was a regular kid, went to high school, uh, played sports, and started partying, and then partied a lot more than I studied. Um, In college, I quickly got kicked out for not going to class. And uh, before I knew it, I was pretty much homeless and a drug addict. And um, I didn't have a lot of friends. They had kind of burned them all, burned every bridge I had. And um, I was just getting in and out of jail at that point, you know, for various stupid things. And when I went to jail, you just... um, you're around the company that, that you're around, and I just learned other bad habits, other things, and I got out, and I had a brilliant idea to uh, do a robbery that I had heard from a friend that works, where I wrote a note, put it in my pocket, walked into a Bank of America on a Saturday morning, showed the note to the teller, she gave me the cash, and I walked out. And um, What did the note say? It said, this is a robbery, empty all the drawers, or I'll kill you. And um, not proud of it, even saying it right now. It gives me, I really cringe that I did that. Um, took the money, ran away, got high for a good week. Uh, hotel rooms, casinos, all the dumb stuff. And then a week later, I got a knock at the house I was staying at. And there's cops outside with guns. And I go to look, they see me, they tell me to get on the ground. The detectives, put me on the ground, handcuffed me. It wasn't regular police. There was the policeman with like a suit and like a side gun, you know. Detective. Detective, yes. And he shows me a picture of me inside the bank. This you? 
is this you? And I said, I don't know. And he's like, okay. Like he kind of was like, this kid wants to play hard, whatever. They arrest me. They take me in. And uh, at that point, it was almost a sigh of relief. Because I had just been such a hard road, right? I mean, family members had tried to let me live with them. It just didn't work out. I wasn't ready, you know? Really, right. I needed a detox. Because you were just bur- burning every bridge. Burning and every bridge. You didn't have friends. And... Stealing from family members. It was terrible, right? right? I wouldn't have trusted me either, right? Um, so I get arrested. I go to jail. And I don't know how this process works, right? All I know is that I'm caught robbing a bank. So I'm in jail, and I immediately start um, reading the Bible, actually. And I was really blessed that someone gave me a Bible, and I read it. And the cool thing is that if all you had was your relationship with Jesus and the Bible and no outside information, that's a pretty raw relationship that you can get with a higher power. And that was a really cool experience. Um, Me and some other guys would pray and I really was finding a, a relationship with Jesus, and I really wanted to turn my life around. And obviously, I started to get sober because you can't drink or use when you're locked up. And I go to court, and when I go to court, they go, hey, we're going to give you um, two years with a strike if you sign this deal, saying, like, don't take it to jury. Just say you did it. Admit to it. And uh, I asked somebody, I'm like, is this a good deal? And they're like, bro, you robbed a bank. <laughs> belly flop on this thing and I'm like alright so I signed the deal and uh, there I was going to do two years at 85% and a strike at 19 years old and uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I got sober I found a relationship with Jesus and I just had some separation my family started writing me I told them I was sorry and all that stuff Right. and um through my um, journey of prison, you just, I went in a boy and I came out a man, long story short. Um, I started working out um, almost immediately. Like I started reading the Bible and working out. I knew right away, I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to get out and I'm going to be a different person. And um, so every day I worked out, every day I prayed, every day I did a little Bible study. And you kind of go through this system where you're kind of along for the ride where it's a very political, so you're either um, white, black, Mexican, or other in prison. It's not something you raise your hand for. It's, that's what you are. You are what you are. And so those racial things are just part of the game, right? And so I was a white boy called a wood from the Inland Empire, and that's just who I was. And so you're in there and you play these political games or else there's some serious consequences. So there's enough knuckleheads out there raising their hand to put in work for the woods or the whites. Um, So I just kind of stayed back a little bit and let them kind of handle their business and do whatever. And I just, you know, followed the rules, kept my nose clean. Yeah, stay under the radar. Yeah, you don't want to be vulnerable, but you don't want to be a loudmouth. It's like one of those things where, you know, the guy that's talking the loudest is going to get punched first type of thing. Um so uh, fast forward a couple months, I'm in actual prison wearing blue, and they say, uh, let's send this kid to fire camp. So that's pretty cool. So I go to fire camp for my last um, nine months of my sentence. So they send me to San Bernardino, and I'm fighting forest fires with the convict crew, the inmate crew. And I, uh, 
loved it. I really loved it. I, it was the first time that I saw that you're rewarded for hard work. And I worked my ass off and the captain said, hey, you're doing pretty good. Why don't we give you a saw and gives me a chainsaw and I start doing good with that. And it was a really cool experience to go from, you know, smelling iron and dirt and disgust in a cell to being outside, sometimes sleeping overnight with the stars under you and food in your belly. And it, it was a really cool experience. It's the best way you could do time. Yeah, and, and doing that labor um, is, actually has a reward to it. What's interesting is the um, left here in our state is working to dismantle all those programs oh, because they consider it to be slavery. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's wrong, you, you know? You know, uh, the fire camp is the single best way to do time. Yeah. Absolutely hands down. Ask anybody on the planet, and the absolute best way to do your time is not in a penitentiary. It's at fire camp. Well, and again, you know, given the, you are given a purpose, right? And having that purpose in front of you, okay, this is our job. This is what we're doing, yeah. you know, is actually rewarding. Um, you know, God menaced to work, and... Uh, um, I think they have really worked hard in our culture to dissuade us of that notion. And a lot of Christians think that work is something that is post-fall. Like, you know, when Adam and Eve, you know, sinned, okay, now work entered in. But no, work existed in the Bible before that. Work is a reward, and work is healthy, and it's something that provides us, you know, with a lot of, you know, who we are and our purpose, and being productive is an important thing. And you take yeah. that away from these guys, I think that that's horrible. You do it, in, you know, as the left is, making the argument that it's, it's forced slavery is, is terrible. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They're dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Ask someone on a fire crew and they'll be like, no, 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 no. I'm good. To the point where there's no dentist at a fire camp. There's no dentist, right? Because you're kind of an extension of the penitentiary. So you're in the f care of firefighters uh -huh. in a very small camp, usually in the boonies. Okay. Um, there's only one or two cops or um, officers right. and a bunch of firemen. And it's like a 150 man crew. And so the inmates are doing the laundry, cooking the meals, cleaning the bathrooms. They're doing all that. And there might be five people running it, okay? So if you run into something like an injury, like you break your arm, uh -huh. or you have an incest on your tooth, you have to go back to prison to go use their health insurance or right. their doctors or their right, dentist, right, right. right? I've seen some people go through some horrendous stuff to not have to go back. 
to give you an idea of how good it is at the fire camp. I'll Pulling knock, their own teeth. I'll knock that tooth out myself. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm going to take this tooth out myself. I'm going to um, lance this abscess myself. I'm going to do anything I can so I don't have to go back there. Um, that's how good it was. And um, luckily, I didn't have to do any of those things, but that's uh, where I was, and I paroled from there. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's actually an interesting um, perspective. Yeah, these, well, hopefully um, we'll at some point win back the state and, you know, keep those programs going. Yeah, it really gave me a sense of duty, gave me like some camaraderie and, you know, all those politics um, were kind of gone away. You're on the top of a mountain with another person and he's thirsty. There might be like cardinal sin, don't share with this race. But if he's thirsty, you're just going to share with him. There's no one around. Yeah. You know, and I thought he was setting me up once. One of them, uh, one guy was like, hey, man, have some of my cigarette. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to get in trouble. And he's like, dude, I ain't going to say anything, you know, because you're at the top of a mountain. Right. You know, and you just worked for 12 hours and it becomes more of a, you know, a brotherhood at that point and less of like, you know, prison politics. Wow. That's cool. All right. So go from there. Uh, my paroled at 21 in 2005 and I was given the opportunity to usually when you parole you have to stay in your county and so the county was San Bernardino and I knew that if I paroled to San Bernardino I would probably end up in the same road the same habits the same things and so um, one of my brothers my brother Kevin let me parole with him in Ventura County which took a lot of string pulling and luckily um uh, the parole officer in Ventura said, that's fine. But on paper, that's like, dude, this 19-year-old kid from the Inland Empire robbed the bank, and now he wants to come to my county? F- that. No, no thank you, right? Yeah. So we had to do a lot in order to get over there, and it took a couple weeks, but I paroled to Ventura. When I paroled to Ventura, I hit the ground running. I um, opened up a phone book and started calling restaurants to be a busboy. And one guy answered. He said, can you start right now? And I'm like, yeah. I could start right now. And that was my first job. I walked over there every day, walked home every day, and just worked and got a 24-hour fitness uh, gym membership and worked out, and I just grinded. And I also was going to school at a community college trying to finish my college degree. So my day was full. So sometimes I would leave at 5 in the morning and go work out. Then I'd go to school. Then I would go to work, and it was like a, like a 15, 18-hour day. And I did that for many, many years. And you just kind of work yourself up in the ranks. And eventually I became a personal trainer. And I was still going to school. So I had a little bit more uh, liberty and time. And um, from there I uh, stumbled across uh, this workout methodology called CrossFit. And I loved it ever since the day I started CrossFit. So let's um, go down that vein a little bit and explain because i mean people understand or or um, you know if you're in the workout community of any kind you kind of have an idea of crossfit at the very least sure um but it became like the dominant gym structure or philosophy or fitness philosophy on the planet um, in terms of independent locations and all that and greg glassman who created it did an amazing job of setting it free so to speak so to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what CrossFit is and, you know, for those that aren't familiar. You know, the founder, Greg Glassman, what he did first is he defined what fitness was. 
And this is something you could read in, in the level one handbook is what is fitness? Fitness is increased work capacity across broad times and mobile domains, which is a mouthful. But let's start with the first part. Increased work capacity means you get more work done, whether that means you deadlifting more, you're back squatting more, you're bench pressing more, or you're doing it for more reps. Or if you're running a mile, you have less time. You're running it faster. Increased work capacity. Now, across broad times, so we're doing two-minute workouts, 20-minute workouts, 40-minute workouts, and everything in between, right? Mobile domains, a lot of different stuff. Sometimes it's a kettlebell, sometimes it's running, sometimes it's jumping rope, sometimes it's pull-ups, but we're increasing our work capacity across broad times and mobile domains. That is fitness. So he started with that definition, and then he took a whiteboard and a stopwatch, and you just start seeing, are you getting fitter? rather than I think this vein in my arm is getting bigger or more defined, right? And the bodybuilding world was real prominent when I think he started this movement. Yeah. It was either like a bodybuilder or like a triathlete. There wasn't really anything as far as athletic training was going. And so he came from the gymnast world and he realized that if you lift weights, you could become a better gymnast. And at first the gymnasts were like, well, I don't know about that, but it worked. And so he was a personal trainer and just took a science approach of defining it. And then it went from there. Then he defined what CrossFit is. And CrossFit is constantly varied functional movement performed at a high intensity. And so if we break that down, um, constantly varied is not random. Random would be like if you took a deck of cards and just chose a random card, you'd probably find more similarities than differences. So we want to constantly vary functional movement, a functional movement is any movement that moves large loads, long distances quickly. So what's the most effective way to do something, right? So that would be a functional movement. You're not going to find a pec deck machine. You're not going to find a bicep curl. You're not going to find a lot of those movements. Um, I know. i got to sneak out to do my <laughs> bicep curls. <laughs> yeah, some people like bicep curls. I haven't done a bicep curl in, geez, 10 years. Listen, Greg, you don't get these gorgeous arms by sitting around, okay? So Greg Glassman defined CrossFit, he defined fit, um, fitness, and he put together this um, methodology of strength and conditioning. And the purpose was for GPP, general physical preparedness. So for 99% of the athletes that go in there, they're going to get fitter because it's just a general physical preparedness. And that's what 99% of the people that go to these gyms, they don't have a very specific goal right? You start talking like an Olympian in a 400 meter and he needs to shave a half a point of a second off of it. Maybe he doesn't do CrossFit to get that, but the other 99% will see increased work capacity across broad times and mobile domains uh, doing CrossFit. And, and that's what it is. And so what he wasn't prepared for was how the community, when you work out with other people, it just gives you a sense of like, love and community that I think nowadays so many people are on their iPhones or on Zoom or like there's just so much FaceTime and screen time that it's the only time where you could go in there, see another human being, say hello to them, shake their hand, spend an hour with them, get your endorphins up with them, build a relationship. And he wasn't prepared that they were going to like fall in love with each other, so to speak. Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool thing because I think the uh, mutual suffering um, you yes. know, bonds people together. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, what I tell people with CrossFit is, um, 
you know, somebody will come in new to a class and be like, wow, this is hard. And I say, oh, yeah, it's just as hard for me. It's just that my work capacity has changed. Totally. Right? But I'm suffering just as much as they're suffering. Right. It's not as if you get really um, better at it in that perspective. You're just able to do more given the time right. or whatever it may be. But you're, you're just as miserable if you're doing it right. With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation? Oh yeah, spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. Text LIBERTY to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you to do it. Join their thousands of satisfied customers and secure peace of mind for the upcoming storm. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. I'll, I'll tell the audience, you know, my experience real quick with CrossFit because, you know, I've been, uh, you know, one of the uh, longest members at your um, box. And uh, I came in because my wife had had back surgery and she needed something to, to do to get back into shape. And we were having a hard time finding something that she was that interested in. You know, she had done the, you know, workout routine, had had basic uh, you know, bodybuilder style trainers and, you know, things like that, you know, at a, you know, Gold's Gym and, you know, some of those, but she needed kind of a kickstart. And I had run into a couple of guys wearing tall socks and, um, <laughs> you know, looking CrossFit, you know, at the time, you know, wearing the CrossFit shoes, you know, at the local Starbucks. And I'm like, hey, is there a CrossFit gym around here? Cause I'd been, you know, kind of following it loosely, knew what CrossFit was. Yeah. I was doing my bodybuilder style workouts, you know, um, uh, you know, hitting the gym, eating the weights, doing my jujitsu, um, wasn't really interested in CrossFit because, you know, I don't want to suffer that much. And, yeah. you know, I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> um, anyway, so I then uh, asked them, they say, oh, yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we go on vacation for a week. And I thought, all right, when we get back, you know, and I talked to uh, my wife, Michelle, about it, we'll go in and we'll try this CrossFit thing. I'll do it with you for a month just to, you know, do it with you and get you, you know, kind of kickstarted. And then I'll go back to the routine that, you know, I like at the, you know, fancy Equinox, you know, sit in the steam room after, you know, that kind of thing. Right? Oh, my God. And, and so I wasn't going to actually be in it for any kind of long haul. Yeah. I was just going to uh, hang out for a little bit. And then um, that community aspect of it made it fun. Plus, you're learning skills, Right. I was doing things that I had never done before or attempting to do things that I'd never done before. I'd never done a muscle up. I could, you know, bang out a ton of pull ups. I was a pull up machine, but I could not figure out why I could not do <laughs> a muscle up. And I'm watching all these guys that I knew, man, that guy can't do as many pull ups as I can do. How can he do it? You know, but there's techniques, you know, there's gymnastic techniques. There's, you know, then, you know, I was looking like a complete 
idiot, um, clumsy buffoon when it came to some of the Olympic lifting techniques. And I'm like, all right, I got to learn this because why is this dude that I know is not strong as me able to do this? Well, a lot of these things are techniques, yeah. you know. And so I started learning those things, you know, a double under, you know, okay, you know, why am I so awkward at this? You know, right. there's those little right. things that were kind of fun challenges. Because anybody can, you know, really go into the gym and do a bicep curl or something like that. None of those are that mechanically challenging. But all these other things have this technique. Yeah. You know, then fast forward to that. Okay, we start getting into it. Then my middle daughter, who was 12 at the time, and my uh, oldest daughter, I think, I want to say Mia started it first, but maybe not. Um, Maybe Angela did. My oldest two daughters, 12 and 13, we're homeschooling. They were coming and doing their homework, you know, along with my, you know, little baby daughter at the time. And they're watching us do this thinking, oh, that looks kind of fun. And one day, I think it was Angela maybe, asked, hey, uh, you know, I'd like to do that too. Is it okay if I do it? And, and one of the cool things about CrossFit is, is it's your gym, you know, it, your rules, and you were like, okay, here's a PVC pipe. Yeah, sure. You know, right. the girls can do this. Yeah. And then we made it their PE. It was their physical education requirement. They were doing soccer and some of those other things at the time, not really connecting with those as sports, but they needed a physical discipline for homeschooling because that's important. Music is important. Physical is important, you know, and then all of the other, you know, yeah. math and reading and everything else. Then they got into it. And, uh, you know, as a family, I think we're, you know, going on eight years or something like that with you. It's been a long time. Yeah. It it goes by fast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my girls can, you know, snatch their body weight, power clean more than that. They're, you know, they're killing it, crushing it. You know, they're all strong. You watch them play violin, you know, they've got like physiques, you know, they look (laughs) strong. They look athletic out there, you know, doing music. Oh, that's awesome. And it is, it's cool. It is cool. And for a lot of people, they kind of get uh, run down at the gym because you're very limited, you're very pigeonholed, and you go into a CrossFit box, and the number of movements that you can do just increases by tenfold. And it's kind of cool when you know technique is so important in functional fitness that uh, maybe you're not the biggest, strongest, but you have technique or you have the patience or you get it and you feel like you have a win over over somebody kind of similar maybe to jujitsu where yeah. you know you might not have always been the biggest and the strongest but you've been doing it long enough where you you know you're yeah. tapping out some people you feel good about yourself you know and you start you start feeling good like oh wow i won that workout that's pretty cool right um and as you said you know it's hard for everybody and yeah. it's hard for me and all it is you just turn the dial Right. So we could always make the weights heavier. We could always make the pull ups harder. We could always progress the movement. And it goes back the other way, too. So, um, Greg Glassman scale it. Right. And it's so the way that they phrase it in CrossFit is the workouts methodology varies by degree, not by exercise. So everybody's picking things up. Everybody's putting things down. Everybody's jumping. Everybody's climbing. Everybody's, you know, uh, doing some form or fashion of the movement. It's just to what degree, right? So yeah, grandma might be, you know, deadlifting 15 pounds and I might be deadlifting 415 pounds, but it should feel about the same for both of us. Yeah, which we do have my, my mother-in-law go. <laughs> She's um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got plenty of, um, you know, uh, older folks there. So it's not, you know, it's not just a young person's not thing. Not at all, no. Because, you know, they, they're not, well, although my mother-in-law is doing pull-ups, they're not all <laughs> able to, right? 
um, you don't have everybody that has, you know, I mean, you have people with physical ailments that totally. are, um, you know, or people who are, um, you know, way overweight that are, you know, working at it. And so everything has to be scaled to an appropriate level, but they're getting a, a same or similar, a similar um, stimulus. Right. And that's the, the awesome part about it is where are you going to find, you know, one person might be the CEO of a company and another person would be a, a grandfather of 10 kids, you know, and they're in the same class doing the same thing with this common bond. Right. Yeah. And then right next to, you know, a teenager that just got home from school and all these people are doing the same workout and finding a common bond with each other. And, and that's what makes CrossFit so amazing. And I don't think uh, the founder realized that that was going to happen when he started putting people together and having them do functional fitness. Um, but that's what came of it. And it's become, that's what they say, cult-like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they love it so much, right? Anyone well, that you know true, that does you, CrossFit. Yeah, when you're at your first part of your CrossFit journey, you're, you're wanting to tell everybody. Oh, and, yeah. And par partly because, boy, that was the toughest thing that you did most days, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is hard, right? So you just accomplished something, you just finished it, and you're excited about it. Plus, you're feeling physically good. I mean, listen, I couldn't scratch my back before. Now I can almost scratch my own back. <laughs> uh, so your mobility, you know, yeah. all, all of those sort of things, your, your athleticism, all that uh, improves. So people get really enthusiastic about it. And it's, it's like this little club that you want to share with people, which is why it gets that reputation. Uh, yeah. um, and then you have attacks from the outside on CrossFit. And, you know, I think some of that's calmed down over the years of um, – Companies that uh, or corporations that um, don't like the concept, and so you know they they put a lot of false information out there on injury rates, and you know shoot, you're going to get injured in a pickup basketball game a lot quicker than you will in uh, CrossFit, and I would argue you're going to have a you know much better physical result. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, and it's poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Ranchers subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head -head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, definitely um, some attacks that came down on CrossFit um, from the NSEA, and, and it went to court, and CrossFit won, but yeah, they were definitely trying to say that the injury rate was really, really high, and they, um, they're honestly scared, I think, of the methodology working so good. Yeah. I think they were scared or whatever. They, you know, we we're kind of dipping in their pool a little bit. Well, and also, uh, Greg Glassman, you know, is famously more of a libertarian style guy. And so the reason it was growing so rapidly to where you had, you know, 10, 12,000 boxes, you know, I think just here in America, something like that. Right. Um, 
uh, versus these other gym chains and things like that were losing membership to this because, you know, you could go and you could get your CrossFit, um, you know, level one cert and you could go and open a gym and you weren't dictated to every step of what your business had to look like. So you could, you know, and you, you had to compete, you know, because somebody might open one right around the corner from you. And so it was a little bit of the Wild West in that sense. And it was growing rapidly as a result. Yeah. Um, the benefit of that is it gave me, if without CrossFit, I wouldn't have a business. Plain and simple. Yeah, and this and, is actually a great way to kind of pick up yeah. you know, the rest of your testimony and story, too. I wouldn't have had a business. If I was the, the world's best personal trainer, I just didn't have the capital, didn't have the funds. I was just a great trainer. You know, I was just working hard. And I started doing CrossFit and started training people. And the CrossFit affiliate method um, allows small business owners like myself to have a business. That's why they call it a box. You're supposed to start in something that's, you know, a thousand feet by a thousand feet. And then when you grow out of it, you get something bigger. And when you grow out of it, you get something bigger. And the barrier to entry is so low that it gave personal trainers their own business. That's really what it did. And it's not a franchise model. Um, it's called an affiliate. And it just allows people to uh, run their CrossFit gym the way that they see fit. And it's all open source. So everybody's sharing these things like, hey, we've tried this and this is really great. And the community of CrossFit owners will be like, hey, thank you for this. Or like, hey, try this programming or try this solution for somebody with this ailment or try this modification. And so everything's being shared on how to bring everybody up. And... Um, that's what gave me the opportunity to have my own business. I wouldn't have been able to open a 24-hour fitness, you know, not that I would want to, but um, not that there's anything wrong with 24-hour fitness, but just that global brand. I, I don't have millions of dollars to do something like that and start there, but I have a couple thousand dollars and I could buy a barbell and I could buy a set of rings and I could buy a stopwatch and now I could start training people, right? And really that gave me that opportunity and um, super appreciative. I mean, I, I, I love CrossFit and I believe in it with all my heart. Um, I've had my gym for I'm in my ninth year, I'm in my ninth year, um, started in 2014. And when I started my CrossFit gym, I was still really heavily motivated by the competition, the mm -hmm. CrossFit games. I had been to the regionals a couple times, which is kind of like the Olympic trials, but I had never made the big show. I had never made it to the games. And but people don't realize how hard just to get there is, like how good you have to be just to suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just the to, saying. That's yeah, just to be, uh, you know, able to show up, you know, and, and compete in your region yeah. is so tough. Yeah. And, you know, I owe a lot of that to kind of what I've persevered through, you know, fire camp and through working out and all that. And I think I have a, a deeper um, pain that I could dig into, you know, and I could just kind of go to that place. And, you know, when you're seeing who could do the most burpees, it, it definitely helps, you know, to kind of have that. Um, so I really appreciate that I, I went through all that and I was able to go to that dark place for so long in workouts. And, um, I was very motivated by competition at first. And when I opened my gym, it's like you're, you're fighting two battles, right? Um, where they say you can't serve two masters. And that's how I felt I was, where I was trying to compete and make myself the best CrossFit athlete I could. And at the same time, I'm trying to help you and I'm trying to help your family and I'm trying to become the best gym owner I can and coach. And it took me about three years before I finally realized that the harder path 
was teaching others. The more rewarding path is the harder path. And so I said, I'm just going to take the class every day and I'm going to train my heart out and train other people. And it's been so good ever since I did that. Right. It's so much stress on myself for a competition. And now that that's over and done with, and I don't have to like think about it. Um, I love coaching CrossFit classes and, um, it's hard for me sometimes when some of the coaches want more hours, I'm like, Oh, I like coaching that class. You know, I don't want to give that class up, you know? Um, but, uh, it's been eight years of a labor of love and now it's, uh, it's awesome. Cause you know, in the middle of the day, I have time to come and talk to you or go surfing or, you know, whatever I need to do, pick up my daughter from school, I have so much time. And so I really appreciate, you know, just the, the small business that's given me such a good life. And it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, one of the reasons, well, there's a couple of reasons I wanted to have you on. You know, I, th- I do think your, your story is, you know, interesting and your testimony is important for people to hear. But also, um, you know, in the times that we're in, I think paying attention to um, our physical health is huge. You know, I think we're, we're coming into real challenging times. Um, we need to be um, rising to the occasion so that we can, you know, fight the battles that are ahead. Um, And I don't mean, you know, just like, you know, physical wars and things like that. But I think that we're going to be in turmoil for a while. Um, There's, you know, shortages and things like that coming, but we need to be healthy. And so, you know, I want, uh, you know, people to, to hear a little bit of that. Um, But before we get there, talk about what your experience was like, um, owning the gym when things were being shut down and all of that during COVID and, you know, to talk a little bit about what that felt like. Yeah. Um, COVID was the biggest blessing in disguise. And I can only say that now that we're two years removed from it. Um, I was on holiday on a surf trip when the governor said they're going to think about shutting down LA and Ventura's right next to LA, right next to where we are. So I guess being the defiant by nature person that I am, I'm like, no one's going to listen to this. I came home and nobody was coming to the gym. It was like my population, the people going to the gym had decreased by like 90%. And the, that was part of the 10%. The, he was, was part there. of the 10%. And Doing the, the secret sh- shutdown hadn't even started yet, I don't think. Yeah. I think LA had started and there's rumors of Ventura coming next. And I'm like, you guys got to be kidding me. And I, it took a while to realize that I am not like the masses. I thought the whole world would have been like, you gotta, I'm going outside. This mask is silly. You guys got to be crazy. Um, but maybe I'm just arrogant or I don't know, you know, but that's how I thought everyone would be, but it was quite the opposite. Nobody came. So the people that did come, we would run classes. And I kind of said, look, it's a business. If you don't want to pay me, you don't have to. If you don't want to come, you don't have to. And that's just how capitalism works, right? If you don't feel safe, you don't have to come. And that's okay with me. But when the people that did want to come were coming and paying me, and then the cops were showing up saying, hey, you can't be here. I get it. It's hard times for everybody. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we had some local neighborhood Karens that were coming by totally. and, and you know, screaming at us, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah. You're going to kill grandma. You're going to kill it, my patients. It, you, you know, know and the that. crazy part about that is like, we feel that we're in the right and they're crazy. And I'm sure they felt like they're in the right yeah. and we're crazy, right? So, Well, it turns out we were right, though, <laughs> and they're not going to apologize. Yeah. Um, 
but when the cops are coming threatening me with fines, I still was defiant, and um, I just uh, shut all the doors and turned off the lights, and we still worked well, out. You did have a history as a bank robber, so you know. Yeah, yeah, and so um, that was what I did for the longest time, and um, I rented out all my equipment. I said, "Look, if you don't want to come." Uh, we can't run classes. I think we tried to run like one class a day when it was real mellow and that lasted like about a month and we gave out all of our equipment and God bless my members that just continued to pay me even though they were just renting my equipment and um, God bless my landlord that was really cool about like, hey man, we'll figure it out when all the dust settles. And so it bought me some time. And um, when the protests happened, everything changed. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code LIBERTY. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty. patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. So when the protest happened in May, um, and there's millions of people on the street, you know. Well, but Greg, that doesn't spread COVID. <laughs> Spitting in, G- in people's faces and chanting and being in that kind of close proximity, yeah. if it's for a good cause, it actually doesn't spread COVID. So as right? an we opportunist, I just started like running classes. And the county, um, the local sheriff or the local police force stopped enforcing it at that point. I think there was a lot going on with them and like... Um, yeah, and, and there was a lot of people that, that saw that disconnect and yeah. a lot of folks, um, you know, like even, our, you know, our church and others, you know, we were meeting doing some of the social distancing stuff at first, you know, and then once that happened... Uh, you know, we were like, okay, it's over, it's done, yeah. this is a game, forget and, it, we're going to do what we want to do, and, and, and like suffer whatever when, um, consequences. The governor was, like, eating with his mask off at, like, some party. French laundry. And, and then you realize, okay, this guy probably knows more than anybody about this disease, and if he's not tripping on it, then, yeah. like, this, it's all, a, like, not a hoax, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah, it's, and it's again, theater, it was political theater. I'm not saying, you know, you have to come and you have to work out if you don't want to come and you don't want to work out, that's how business works, right? But if you want to come, I should be able to do that. And um, I didn't make a big thing about it, but I did quickly start saying, hey, I'm running classes. And luckily, um, with the protests being such a hot topic, the law enforcement stopped coming and shutting me down. Yeah. And then it was on the, on the backs of the city. So the city had emailed me once or twice, like, hey, it's a hard time for everybody. Um, And I'm like, I know it won't happen again. Or like, hey, sorry to do that. Hey, it won't happen. Just like buzz off. And got one or two emails like that. And um, then he 
Um, the last time I heard from him, he said you could run classes outside, right? I think that was the thing. Now we could mm-hmm. all work out outside. So all these pop-up tents started coming and all that stuff. So I go one step further and I call like an air filtration company in Florida and I FaceTime this lady and she goes, let me see your space. So I FaceTiming her, I'm showing her my space. And she said, oh yeah, that could be deemed outside air. Yeah, because uh, for people who don't know your gym, you've got two huge bay doors that roll up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's... Uh, 25-foot ceilings. It's 4,000 yeah, square feet. Yeah, it's kind of ex- it's exposed to the elements, yeah. um, you know, which makes it uh, some mornings. It's pretty cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had this ace in my back pocket that if the city came to me and said, like, hey, you're supposed to be outside. I'm like, hey, I talked to this lady in Florida. This is outside. But... Yeah, these are like industrial hygienist kind of people, right? That that you I know guess, know that yeah. for OSHA and everything else because yeah. there's actual you know guidelines, both state and federal guidelines for what that means. Because you you know you you need to know that stuff for hazards, for um, you know chemicals in the air, yeah. for you know respiratory issues, all that stuff. They have those definitions. Yeah, that reminds me. So this is where I got the idea from. Um, in my same business park there's um a car restoration place and they have to pay for this big giant paint booth to paint the cars in because when they paint the car it's contaminating outside air so they have to do it in this like hundred thousand dollar paint booth so when the guy told me that i'm like oh my gosh okay so if inside my warehouse is considered outside air when i'm painting then it should be considered outside air when i'm doing burpees and so i got someone to approve and they said oh you're absolutely right so I'm like, all right, cool, bring it on. And we started running classes like usual. And we were on and cracking, and everyone was happy again. Yeah. Um, For a little while there, just so the audience knows, you know, we, we, were, going through the, we were going through the back door, a uh, <laughs> little special knock, quiet, trying not to clank things in there so that we didn't get the Karens called on us again. There's a video of you and I doing uh, handstand push-ups with, uh, you know, uh, every push-up, the, uh, oh, right. the, the weights we got uh, bored. increase in size because yeah. we're getting bored. You know, what else are we going to do? It's fun. In fact, I'm going to post that on my Instagram, uh, Super Bryce Eddie. If anybody wants to see it, I'll, I'll post that video. But it was kind of, kind of fun because we were doing what we could. You right. know, we were working out all day. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're working from home or, you know, and so it was like, well, what am I going to do now? All right, I'm bored. I'll go do another workout. We could look back on it now and laugh. There's some there's some blessings, but I remember you uh, a couple of times there, man. I remember you being super despondent about how it was going, like when they were kind of relocking down, when they were, you yeah, know, we were on edge. I didn't know. I was like, you know, what other skills do I have? You know, like if this goes this goes south, like okay, what do I do? Go from here, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it was super scary because you didn't know the outcome. But I guess. You know, that's how everything is in life. When you face trials and tribulations, you just got to kind of have hope and take it one day at a time. And uh, looking back on it now, I mean, it was a huge blessing. Um, We started um, utilizing an app to program for people at home. So someone borrows a a rower from me and they go home and like, great, I got this rower. It's in my garage. What do I do with it? And then we would give them an app saying, here's what you're going to do with your rower. You're going to row really hard for two minutes. You're going to rest for a minute. And you're going to do that 10 times and you're going to report your score of how many meters or calories you got in this app. And then we could, you know, give you programming through this app. And um, that was really, really beneficial. And so when everything opened up and we're back to business as usual, a lot of our members said, hey, can we continue to get that programming? And we're like, awesome. So now we're giving programming to a lot of our clients. And it's really revolutionized the way that we 
um, do our CrossFit gym. So most CrossFit gyms are, you, you know, you pay a monthly fee, you come in and get a kick-ass workout, you high-five and go home. But now we are giving you an app where we um, think ahead of time about you, your goals, your abilities, and we modify your workouts. So when you come in, hey, the workout's a 100-pound deadlift today, but if you can't do a 100-pound deadlift, do a 30-pound deadlift or a 50-pound deadlift. We don't want the athlete making that decision. We want the coach making that decision for them because they know better. So by having the app, it'll say in there, you're doing a 50-pound deadlift. So they don't feel like, am I cheating myself? Am I taking the easy way out? No, no, no. The coach told you to do it this way, do it this way. And then everybody gets more to that. Everyone's doing the same workout. And it's been so cool because it's allowed a lot of beginners to jump right into our classes. It's allowed people from all age demographics to join our gym. Yeah, it's and, also allowed to fairly experienced athletes like my uh, oldest daughter, Angela, who's 19, wanted to... Um, get her uh, her big goal was to get her ring muscle up right so you were programming specifically for her to be able to do ring muscle ups which she can do now that's awesome yeah Yeah, exactly so it's more goal specific and it's definitely been the blessing in disguise and um i don't do a lot of programming uh leave that to a lot of my staff who i love to death they're great guys and they do a lot of that programming and stuff, and it's given them more of um, an ownership feel because they have a certain amount of people in their tribe that they're programming for, and so they want to make sure that those members stay there and those members do their programming, and they're proud of that. And so it's given them a, definitely a sense of ownership, which is super cool that I've given somebody that. Um, yeah. So COVID had its um, its blessings in disguise. Yeah, I think for a lot of people that's the case because a lot of us had to adjust. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast if it weren't for um, COVID and what we went through, and uh, yeah, you and, know, get, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of going down the path with the live stream for the church, and then you know now having this, I you know I was uh, you know enjoying. Um, you know, all the, the fruits of all of my other labors right. and, you know, do, doing my other things. And we just got to kind of, I look at it as, you know, the old like uh, Marcus Aurelius or the obstacle is the way. Yeah. And Stoic philosophy. Y- we got it like those sooner you can get over, like, this is the way it is. How do we make the most of it? And um, with COVID, it, it took me a, a couple months to, you know, get over my temper tantrum of like, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. But once you just like, okay, this is the way it is. How do I make the most of it? Yeah. How do do we adapt that? Listen, man, those are encouraging words because that is something that people need to, um, you know, view life is not fair. There's things that happen that are beyond your control. And yeah, the obstacle is the way Mm -hmm. you're going to have one challenge after another. It's unusual for somebody not to. So, you know, don't assume that that's the way that it should be. And, you know, just, just press into figuring out, all right, you know, uh, the other thing that, that you say, uh, you know, CrossFit is the only way, um, uh, out is through. The only way out is through. The only way out of this workout is through it. Yeah. So just get over the monotony of it. Get over the the emotional side and and just you know put your head down. Get to work. Be smart. Yeah. So um, in the time that we have remaining, um, talk a little bit about because I do think this is important that you know we need to be fit for the fights ahead. And I mean you know the attacks that we're going to continue to be under. The shortages, you know, we have this supply chain stuff. We have food shortages. We have all these sort of things that are that are continuing to foment mm-hmm. right now, based on the decisions that were made during right. lockdown and the decisions that are being made on a worldwide basis. So, um, give people some, you know, fitness one hundred and one advice. Off the couch, off the carbs, is some good advice. But you don't want to be reliant 
on chronic disease. You know, CrossFit is a solution to the world's most vexing problem of chronic disease. And it's so um, simple, it might be optimal. And um, these aren't my words. Anything intelligent I say came from somebody else probably. Um, CrossFit coaches or your personal trainer is a swim coach and a doctor is a lifeguard. So if you're swimming through life and you need a doctor, you need a lifeguard because you can't swim, that's terrible. They're just going to throw you pills. They're going to throw you medications and you're going to be stuck on those things until you fix the root of the problem is that you don't know how to swim. You don't know how to be fit. You don't know how to be self-reliant. And it comes just by functional fitness, learning how to eat, moving every day, finding someplace safe that or you feel comfortable going day in and day out, right? And it's so important to not be reliant on the healthcare system, in my opinion. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want to be stuck on that, right? You talk to doctors, and what's the one thing they don't want of all the diseases? Diabetes. That's the one thing no doctor is going to want. They'll tell you, "I don't want that," and it's um, completely, you know, you can control it. Yeah, yeah you can you control can it, it. Right. So, um, go to a local CrossFit gym. And just tell them you're new. I guarantee they'll shake your hand, show you the ropes, and it'll change your life. Well, yeah, and what you're talking about, too, is some scalable things, right? Just getting off the couch, right? Mm -hmm. You know, people can do that. Um, and, you know, you learn that concept. You don't you – know, a lot of people put the barriers in front of them. Oh, I've got to I've got to um, – I've got to get in shape to get in shape. I've got to, you know, they're set some Typically really Typically, we got to unwind hardcore. what you think you know yeah. before we start. Um, and I, I always tell people this example, going back to swimming, you wouldn't like learn how to swim before you go to a swim coach, right? You'd be like, I know nothing about swimming. That's fine. We're going to be in the shallow end and we'll make sure you don't drown. You know, no trainer wants to hurt his clients. That's the worst stigma you can have as a trainer is that you hurt people. And I promise you that it, whatever trainer or whatever program you follow, they're thinking the same thing. And you just kind of, you know, be a little brave and be smart and, um, you know, try, try it out and go from there. Yeah. Well, hey, man, that's, uh, that's good advice. Um, so in the last few minutes that we have, um, how can people follow you? How can people find you? Um, if people listening in the local community, you know, want to come try out, uh, yeah. your gym or, you know, have the guys program something for them. Sure. You know, um, laid out Crosstown CrossFit, uh, up in Moore Park, California. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, my name is Gregory Mountain. You can find me on social media, um, but hit our gym up. It's online, crosstownathletics.com. You can hit us up on Instagram and uh, come try a workout and it'll change your life. Yeah, well, um, since my mother-in-law adopted you many years ago, <laughs> you are a brother of mine now, and I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate our relationship and, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, love you to death, brother, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. I'm glad yeah. I could help. Right on. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.